Hmm. Well, I hope today's episode inspired you, encouraged you, and of course, made you feel tingly inside. I just want to take a moment to tell you how much I appreciate the time that you spend and how I really deeply appreciate you listening. I do it for you guys, the audience, and I love and adore you guys. So quick loving reminder, I am not available for naked pictures, getting married, having sex, or having anybody's babies. And when you want to spend more time with me in a professional capacity as your coach, your teacher, your educator, your facilitator... Um, you can reach me at GaiaMorissette.com. That's the gateway to all things Gaia. I also lovingly invite you to follow me on Instagram, which the handle is My Orgasmic Life Podcast, where you can leave feedback and comments. Also come join me on Facebook, at My Orgasmic Life Podcast Facebook group. And I really want to hear from you. I want to know how this show affected you. Did you, what did you learn? Was it inspirational? Did you agree? Do you disagree? Um, you know, I want, I want to know because I'm a little bit of a voyeur. So I want to know what, how am I affecting you? <laughs> so please, please, please come leave some comments. Now, if you're like, but I don't want everybody to know what I'm thinking, which is okay. Sometimes we need privacy and we need to be anonymous. So you would like that option? We have that. You can email my slutty assistant, Layla at GaiaMorissette.com. Okay, listeners, until next time, may your life be filled with sexy exploration and orgasmic pleasure. Bye-bye. Well, hello, my beautiful, wonderful, sexy audience that I just love and adore. All right, you ready? Ready for another episode? Here we go. So today we're going to talk about fear of sexual rejection and shame. And this was, uh, you know, I asked a, a client recently, I was like, hey, do you have any topics that you'd like me to cover? And, you know, he was, uh, was like, okay, you know, like a lot of times I have a, you know, people have a hard time asking for what they want. Um, and because they have a hard time asking for the want because they're afraid that their partner will reject them. And so I've done a lot of different versions of this conversation. Um, about, you know, like, when do you tell somebody you're kinky? How do you have the difficult conversations? Um, there's plenty of episodes that I've done that, you know, how do you actually have the talk, the, you know, the logistics of having that talk, navigating that talk. There's, I have all these episodes, look in the show notes, and I'll have listed some of those episodes that might be really beneficial for you, if you're struggling with this. But today, I just want to kind of talk about it on an overall general space um, of like, why do we have a hard time asking for what we want sexually? And why are we afraid of being rejected? And why are we carrying sexual shame? So that's, that's the conversation we're gonna have today, okay? All right, let's start with, um, let's start with 
our own sexual shame and our own fear of uh, understanding and accepting who we are. Without our own sexual self-acceptance, we can't actually have a conversation with anybody else for fear that if we can't accept our sexual desires, how can somebody else accept our sexual desires? So that's the first piece of, of the puzzle is that we grow up in societies, in particular in North American society, um, where sexual desire outside of procreation or just the basics of like, you know, both procreation, having babies, or um, just the average, you know, kind of vanilla sex to, you know, solidify your romantic relationship is kind of the standard and that everything that is a different outside of that can be deemed as deviant, wrong, pervy, kinky, um, you know, uh, yeah. So here's the thing though. We all have sexual desires that fall outside of the, those, the, that privy, that limited space that I just talked about um, of doing it to have babies and or just doing it to have emotional connection with somebody else or to doing it with the lights off missionary position or, um, you know, that kind of like ba basic vanilla like sex. Human nature is about exploration. Sexual development and sexual uh, evolution comes from exploration. So the more you have sex, the more your body, your brain, your being desires to go outside of the, the, the norm, so to speak, whatever that is. The, the norm is not really the norm, by the way. It's just false, the false societal norm. As somebody who lives in the world of sex, teaches about sex, has lots of sex, <laughs> and inspires people to embrace their sexuality, I have yet to meet anybody that has just desire, those baseline desires. Everybody has something that is deep inside them that they desire to explore. If they're given permission to explore, that's what sexuality does. That's the evolution of sexuality, okay? Going beyond the basically uh, kissing, groping, oral, penetrative sex. So with that being said, before we can go to others, by the way, who also have those same desires. They may not be the exact same desires, but they have desires outside of the realm of what society says is the norm, okay? So we all have these secret desires. Now, before we can go to somebody and talk to them, we have to accept that we have these sexual desires and we have to embrace our sexual desires and we have to be okay with our sexual desires. So the first stage to help you with that, navigate that piece is to have a very important sexual relationship with yourself. This is where our realm of imagination, our desires are, are, are basically, it's our um, testing field for what may turn us on. 
And without knowing what turns us on, we can't tell anybody else what turns us on. And we can't talk about what turns us on. And we can't be okay with it turning us on if we don't actually explore what turns us on. Take a breath with me. I just talked about masturbation and that everybody has deep desires. Okay. You are not alone. And the partner that you're afraid that's going to like reject you uh, also has them. And if they do reject you, if you, and we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. So the first step though, is to accept that you have these desires, whatever they are. They could be kinks. They can be fetishes. They can be just, you know, desires. They, um, that may be outside of the, the norm that we talked about. And the best way for you to explore that is in your self exploration in your masturbation world in your self-love world um you know using your own imagination as i call our spank bank that's our rolodex of fantasies and desires this is a great way for you to figure out do you have shame about what you just thought about um do you have fear about what you just thought about do you think that that do you judge what you just thought about do you think there's something wrong with you if you just thought about okay so that's the first stage, figuring that out. And if you feel like there's something wrong with you and that there's shame about it and you feel guilty about it, then um, please go listen to the episode I talk about shame and letting go of shame and use, there's some tools there. Use that, what, listen to that episode and, and uh, release those. I'm just going to make a note here. Um, and listen to that episode and use some of those tools. Now, if after you use those tools, you're still riddled with shame and guilt and judgment, then you're going to maybe need some extra support. Okay. You're going to need some extra professional support, whether that's from somebody who, and this is very, very important when you're seeking professional support around your sexuality. You need to make sure that the therapist, if you're going to go the therapist route, that that therapist is kink friendly, polyamory and ethically monogamous friendly. Okay. If they are not and any one of your desires show up in like group sex, more than one person or anything that's deemed outside of the norm, which is technically kinky, um, that therapist can't support you because they're carrying their own shame that they may superimpose on you. So very important when you're seeking out professional support, make sure that they are kink and ethically non-monogamous friendly, okay? Um, also, you can reach out to me um, and I can do some supporting or if, um, uh, or I can refer you to some people that I totally trust and uh, are super skilled, I'll pass you along to some people that are super skilled in this area of acceptance, coming to this place of self-acceptance and sexual self-acceptance, okay? Very important. Okay, so you now have come to terms with who you are and you're like now embracing who you are and you're sexually, you're like, okay, I'm okay, I feel good. 
yes, I like toes. Yes, I like maybe dressing up in a tutu. Yes, I, you know, um, I desire to be kidnapped, whatever it is. Okay, whatever it is that you, you know, I want to have sex with more people, whatever it is, whatever it is, there's no judgment. Once you come to that place where you feel I'm pretty good about that, then let's talk about how do we bring this into our lives. So again, I've done a lot of episodes on how to have the conversation with your partner or partners. So go listen to those episodes, okay? They will give you step-by-step on how to have that conversation. But the most important piece is that you are solid within yourself, okay? You're in solid with yourself. Then you can go talk to your partner and say, hey, so I have something I want to share with you. Um, I would like to do some sexual exploration with you. Um, Here are things that I really like and desire. Um, I would love to hear what your secret desires are. I'm just like, this is all super quick. Please listen to the episodes that go into like how to set that up. Okay. Um, So that conversation is successful. Now, you're able to have that conversation. Great. Now, if you can't have that conversation with your partner, here's another thing that you may not want to hear, but you know, I tell it like it is, okay? If you cannot have that conversation, that means there's plenty of other conversations you are not being able to have with your partner. And then that means you are in real trouble in your relationship. Your relationship has some serious flaws and some serious problems because If you can't share who you are and sharing who we are of what we desire is kind of the most, one of the most vulnerable shares because we are so afraid of being rejected, being seen as dirty and wrong, Um, you know, somebody not loving us, somebody looking at us differently. Um, We're so terrified, afraid of those things because of our societal belief systems, our religious belief systems, our parental, you know, passing on uh, belief systems around human sexuality. And that if you can't have that and share that, that means that you're not having a deep connection with your partner or partners. That means you're not having true vulnerability. You're not having true intimacy. Um, and there's another, there's underlining other things that need to be looked at and addressed. What else are you not sharing? What else are you not talking? What else are you not um, uh, co-creating in your relationship? Okay, so that's an important piece is that when we can talk about what we desire sexually, it allows us to also know that that means we're having those other conversations that may be difficult to have um, because we need to be able to have those conversations. Okay. All right. Uh, I think that's it. I think those are all the pieces. Okay. So first, look at your own stuff. Embrace it. Then go have a conversation with your partner. And based on that conversation, you may be able to explore it. You may be able to explore it together. You may be able to explore it 
in different ways, depending on the relationship dynamics, whether it's a not, you have an ethical non-monogamous relationship, you may be able to open up your relationship. You may be able to find new and interesting ways to explore that desire in your fantasy realm. Um, but having the conversations about who you are and what you want sexually doesn't always mean that you're going to engage in that sexual activity with your partner. It may not be their thing and that's okay too. And then that's other conversations that you may need to have, which is like, okay, well, that may not be your thing. So uh, how are we going to make sure that everybody gets their needs met? Can it be a place where you just go and explore that on your own um, outside your relationship? You hire somebody to explore that with you, um, you know, use it in, you know, use role play where you don't actually explore it, but you talk, you know, play the roles of exploring it. Do you explore some of it together? Like there's lots of variables. But the most important part is to stop being afraid that your friend, your, your partner is going to reject you and judge you. And okay. So that being said that you're like, oh, that sounds wonderful. That's wonderful, Gaia. But I have a super judgy partner. <laughs> and so uh, the likelihood of them not judging me for this is very, very small. And I'm like, okay, so here's what I have to say to that. Yes, you may have chosen a very judgy person and they may be moving from their own sexual shame. And when you go to share your stuff with them, they may freak the fuck out because they think it's wrong and dirty because they're in their own denial about their own sexuality and their own self-acceptance. So here's what I lovingly invite you to say to them. To say, sounds like you got some shame about your own sexuality. That's what I would say to my partner. And uh, here are some of the tools that I, that I, that really helped me move through my stuff. If you want to use them, great. Um, and I'm here when you're ready to talk about it. But the key is to not internalize. That's why we that's why we clear out our own shit before we go talk to our partners or others about stuff. So that if somebody freaks out and somebody freaks out and rejects us and judges us and she tries to shame us and make us wrong and that's that this is the most important part that you need to know. It's not about you on any level. When people react from that place, they're reacting from that place because that's how they feel about it within themselves. That's how they feel about themselves. And so when you heal your stuff and you don't move that way, then when somebody starts to freak out, you don't internalize it. You're not devastated because you're not actually being rejected because it's not because you realize it's not really about you. And if the person that is freaking out and being judgy and trying to shame you and all of those things. And they don't reel that in. There's a bigger problem in your relationship, much bigger problem in your relationship. You may want to look at either uh, couples support and going to some couples counseling, therapy, coaching, or it may mean that you, that relationship isn't a good fit for you anymore. Because it's important to understand that staying in a relationship at your own demise is not actually a great life choice. 
it doesn't support the best version of you and it doesn't support the best version of that person either. So sometimes you can't save a relationship. And that's the sad part of that. Sometimes you can't save your relationship and you need to release it and you need to let go of it so that you can make space for a relationship it, relationship or relationships that are better fit for you, that are more in line with who you are. And moving forward, if you end up ending that relationship for whatever, for some of these reasons that we just talked about, that moving forward, before you get into a new relationship, you're going to have a lot more conversations about their beliefs about sex. What are their things? What are the things that they like? Are they compatible? These are going to be important conversations that you're going to have. So the other relationships you're going to get into are going to be more in line and they're going to be a better fit for you. At least in the sexual realm, hopefully you learn some other things and it's all realms, but in particular, just in, you know, at least around sex. So here's our recap. Before you can talk, if you have a hard time sharing with your partner what you truly want sexually, what you truly desire sexually, before you go and have that conversation and open up that level of vulnerability that could go sideways if the other person has some shame and has some judgment, Judgment is just a, a by the way, is a reaction, a re reactiveness to their own internal judgment and their own internal shame. Okay. So when somebody is being super judgy, that's where that's coming from. So before you can really, if you're afraid of that, if you're afraid of being shamed or you're afraid of the judgment or you're afraid your partner's going to look at you differently or you're afraid of the rejection, then you must go do the internal work to be okay with who you are to be like yes I am a kinky kinky slut and this is for me okay I am wild I am kinky I am crazy I like you know I like the most freakiest shit ever and that is who I am as a sexual being I had to come to terms with that. I had to own that. I had to own all of those pieces so that I could find partners and have conversations with my partners about what I desire and what I crave so that they could either choose to meet it. And in my world, because I'm ethically non-monogamous, I have many options. Um, so they could either choose to meet it or I could go find somebody else that could choose to meet it. Okay. And but any time in the past, and this is the piece that I want to own, this is why this is so important. In the past, if there was something that I was feeling nervous about or shame about, or I thought there was something wrong with me for, and I didn't come to this place of self-acceptance first, and I went to a partner, and that partner uh, had their own judgments around it, it was devastating. It's like, it was like, see, it's like a reinforcement of see, there is something wrong with you. Somebody else even thinks there's something wrong. They think you're disgusting. And that's happened. There's been times where I've had partners who I've shared some of my sexual desires with, and they've been like, you're disgusting. 
And because I hadn't come to this place of really true self-acceptance about it, those words from another human being were devastating, heart-wrenching, and just reinforced that there was something wrong with me. And it took me a hell of a lot longer to come to this place of self-acceptance about that particular desire. Um, I went back into the closet. I didn't talk about it. I didn't tell anybody about it. I didn't explore it. Um, I felt like a horrible human being for having them. And um, it took me a long time to start to like work through it myself and heal it myself and come to this place of self-acceptance. Then once I've come to a place of self-acceptance, I could then start talking to, you know, of course that partner, those partners are not in my realm on any level whatsoever. Um, so, you know, I've chosen other partners who are just as uh, kinky and freaky as I am. And, you know, the freakier, the better as far as they're concerned. So um, I don't need to really worry about that. I could tell them anything. They'd be like, oh, great, let's do it. <laughs> they don't really have any hard limits. Sure, let's try that. Or, oh, that's not really my thing. You can go try that with somebody else. I actually recently had a conversation. I was like, I think I might be into being a furry, which I will do a topic on later. And you'll be like, what's a furry? I'm like, I really like my onesie. So I always ha like, I have all these animal onesies that I wear all the time. And it really makes me happy. And part of me kind of gets a little turned on a little bit, a little bit about it. And um, so I said, <laughs> so I said to, you know, my one partner, I'm like, I think maybe I might be a furry or maybe there's some furry tendencies in me. And he, he's like, oh, yeah, well, go play with your other partner about that. I think he'll probably enjoy that. <laughs> that's all he said. He's like, yeah, that's not really going to be for me. I'm like, fair enough. But there was no judgment in it. It wasn't like, oh, my God, what's wrong with you? It was just like, yeah, that's not really for me. Go find somebody else to do that with. Um, and I felt okay saying that because I knew like if I had felt like there was something wrong with me for feeling that I would have done the self-acceptance piece before and awareness and all the things that we talked about um, before I'd actually mentioned it. So that's why that piece is so important. So important. You need to come to terms with yourself before you go to your partner. Because humans are humans and we, you never know what's going to trigger them and you never know what's going to be a hard limit and you never know what's going to, you know, freak them out and you, like you never know. So figure it out within yourself, embrace it within yourself and you can go to your partner, you can have the conversation, you can set the whole conversation up properly so it's successful. And if your partner chooses to like lean in there with you, great. If your partner chooses to not because they get triggered, that's also okay too, because it won't be a rejection of you and it won't be devastating for you because you're like, ah, that's not mine. That's not nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me whatsoever. Okay. That's it. That's all. Mwah. You can find me at guymorissette.com. You need support. And whether it's for me or my reference or a bunch of people that I have on my 
on my roster of people that I trust. Um, I will help you find the right fit to help you navigate things um, so that you can come to this place of self-acceptance. And then you can then share your self-acceptance and do some exploration maybe with your partner or partners. All right, till next time, stay sexy. Bye-bye. Welcome to My Orgasmic Life Podcast, a show that where we talk about sex, love, relationships, and kink. And of course, my favorite part, I share with you my very graphic, very juicy, and always entertaining orgasmic life. I'm Guy Morissette, your hostess, and your holistic sexual wellness specialist, your trauma healer, your BDSM expert, and of course, your pro dominatrix. Mm. <laughs> the show was inspired to inspire you to support your orgasmic living. Remember, always check the content warning before you listen and make sure you're listening where no one else can hear it because you never, ever know what I'm going to say because I always come with an explicit graphic content warning. <laughs> now, strap in and enjoy the show.